handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Brick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 6 p.m. on Saturday, April 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. One day before Easter, and I think it's Passover or something. So, uh, happy holidays to those who celebrate. I figured I had, uh, I thought I had more time, but my nephew just arrived from his soccer game, so I'm going to make this uh, hopefully a quick and relatively uh, non-depressing episode. Um... But tomorrow I'm going to see my mom and have to do making podcasts great again tomorrow evening. So I figured, eh, let's squeeze in a Righteous Prick podcast episode. Um, let's see. Uh, housekeeping. Sorry. Got to do the housekeeping first um, or last or in the middle. Whenever I do it, I really don't have a rhyme or reason to this. But uh, um, JL Max Plus Prime. Uh, we are uh, less than two weeks away. Um the Joel Osteen sketch and the Mike first Mike Pence gaming episode will be filmed next weekend. I already have the two finished first two finished book review shows. Uh, very happy with both. So you'll get the first one when, when I set it up to be, uh, available for everybody. The first episode will be there. Um, so, and then I'm still looking to line up some, some guests for, for bonus podcasts. So basically there will be, you know, three to four, premium things ready to go on your first day when you sign up on April 28th, which hopefully you do. Um, cause if it, you know, like I said, I've, I've set July, mid July as a sort of uh, critical point, um, for me, because by then hopefully the special will be out either available or being shopped for somebody to buy. Um, and, uh, you know, my last gig uh, on my schedule is, is Boston, two shows in Boston on July 15th. And I'm just going to sort of assess uh, my life and, and comedy and my day job and all those other things. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if JL Max Plus Prime isn't doing well, um, I won't lose money uh, 
you know, I, I think I've graduated beyond the willing to lose money in my as I enter my 19th year as a stand-up comedian. So, uh, or was it entering my 20th year? Because when I hit June 2nd, 2023, that will be 20 years since I picked up a microphone. So I guess I'll be entering my 20th year, not finishing, but entering. So I think that's long enough to say, you know what, I don't do things that cost me money anymore, unless I'm, you know, Mel Gibson making The Passion of the Christ, and then I'll go, well, I'll take a risk with $25 million to see if I can make $370 million. But um, gigs, obviously, so JL Max Plus Prime is obviously something I'd like you to, to, to mark on your calendar. Um, hope for Haiti donations. I'll, I'll add the link in the show notes again. Uh, raised 9000 last year. I've raised under 1200 this year. So uh, it's not just me that my fans don't care about anymore. It's also the needy. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, in the Easter Passover, I don't know what the Passover spirit is, to be honest, but the Easter spirit, uh, maybe not as well known as the Christmas spirit, but, uh, you know, Christmas is the second, even though it's the more commercial, you know, it's the day Jesus was born, but uh, the whole crux of the religion is Easter. (laughs) So Easter is definitely the headliner when it comes to Christianity. But, um, Hopefully you can uh, spare a couple bucks for uh, Hope for Haiti. I will include my donation link in uh, in the show notes. Um, so JL Max Plus Prime, Hope for Haiti, and then obviously my show's coming up. Um, Buffalo, April 26th. DC, April 29th. Uh, Culpeper, Virginia, uh, April 30th. Uh, special taping in New York City, May 14th. And Boston, July 15th, two shows at City Winery. Um, I don't know how ticket sales are for most of those shows. I I assume poor. um, But the one that obviously stings the most is that I had a really tough time with yesterday, to be honest. Uh, I had one of my, I'd say, darkest days. So I was like, let's not do a podcast today. But uh, turns out Good Friday was, uh, was, was... was almost as sad for me as it was for, for Jesus. Um, but I, uh, I've been dealing with some, some dizziness issues, which have alarmed me, but I think it's related to the new glasses I got. Uh, if you recall, I had done a, a, a diatribe on getting my stigmatism fixed and feeling like the sidewalk had turned into inception. That was many months ago. Well, I went to a, a different person and they, 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 you know, the prescription was not wrong um, that the doctor had given me, but this guy said, well, you know, sometimes that drastic an adjustment can really fuck with your eyes. He didn't use that language, but that was the implication. So he said, so I'm going to adjust it because you do need the adjustment, but I'm not going to make it nearly as drastic. So I got those glasses and for the first day it felt like inception again, but I started to get used to it. And I only really started making an effort this week because I had so little work uh, on my day job that I was going for long walks to test out the knee and, uh, you know, which is still sore and disheartening. But, um, at, by, by day three, at the end of day three of trying out the new glasses, I was like, okay. But then my left eye felt like really kind of strained. And then I started feeling extremely dizzy and it's starting to finally fade. But you know, you don't, you get to a certain age where you're like, oh good. Am I developing new issues and problems? But I think it's starting to go away as I've not used the new glasses. So what's cool about that is, you know, we brag and talk about how important insurance is. Well, I had vision insurance, which prompted me to go and say, well, I'm going to get my eyes checked and, uh, you know, by a doctor, there's some eye issues in my family history. We're going to get these done. I'm going to get some new glasses if need be. We'll check the prescription. Well, basically what happened over the last year is I saw multiple eye people, eye doctors, probably spent even with insurance 
$700 between appointment, uh, you know, co-pays and what I owed and hardware, 700 bucks. And where am I? I'm back wearing my old glasses that I've been wearing for the last 15 years. So that that's an interesting, that, that eye journey is fun, right? It just gave me some headaches, some pain. And I, you know, might as well have wiped my ass with $750 or $800 and just gone, okay, that's it. I'll say, I, I don't, at least I've saved myself trips to, uh, to eyewear places and doctors. So at least my time, I still have my time, but no, I didn't do that. So, uh, that's how the sort of week was going. And, um, I was finally got down to watch the set uh, that I received the, the the video, the high def video of the set, the October special taping, and it doesn't work because this person who did it um, did it on a Mac or an Apple computer, and um, there's something about. And all jokes aside, Apple people, there are other fucking people in the world besides Apple people, and I'm not saying this as a joke right now. It's like I get it. You guys are a cunty cult. You make good products, Apple, congratulations. But this, uh, this assumption that everyone uses your product when you are not the majority, that's the funny thing. It'd be one thing if it was like, if you said, if I said I used a word perfect to borrow something from a Kimmy Schmidt joke, I could understand you being like, oh, I, I, thought, I thought Microsoft Word was acceptable. I didn't realize you were still using word perfect. Then you'd be right to like make an assumption. But this general assumption of like, oh, I have an Apple and I assume everyone else does, even though that's mathematically clearly not the case at all. So in error 97 of me doing this special, not on my own, um, I only have audio. So I don't even know if I can bring myself to email and go, could you, could you, would you mind sending me something I can watch? I know it's only my special. I know it's only my dream and my career at stake, but if it's not too much trouble, could you not fuck up a 19th time? And I don't want to do that. So I'm just listening to it. And it was getting very depressing because as a tribute to the crowd that I had that night, I was on fire. The crowd was on fire. It was a perfect night of comedy. It is exactly what I wanted. And it's, uh, it'll make for a good album, right? I get to share half the proceeds with the company that fucked up the recording, <laughs> which is just, that's a real, that's, that's, that's tough for someone, as you can imagine, tough for someone like me to, to swallow the idea that you are, you have no stake in my career, yet you keep fucking it up because the timing was so important to this special. That's all I have. I don't have to lament the fact that I have no manager, no agent, a few friends in this business, it seems of any, of any clout. Um, Every attempt to get an agent has failed miserably with, with just no contact whatsoever, which, which as depressing and as paranoid as it may sound, it starts to feel like I'm blacklisted. It, 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 it's, it's hard to believe that I am this coincidentally fucked. But anyway, maybe I am. And I don't know. Obviously, I'm, uh, it was a bad day yesterday is my point. Um, so I was listening to the show just going, wow, this, this, this was the walk-off grand slam I needed. Either, it, and as I said to the Righteous Girlfriend yesterday, I said one of two things was going to happen from the set I did in October. It was going to make my career, or I was going to be able to retire from comedy and say, I gave better than 99% of this business and got worse than a lot. 
And I don't have to fight that anymore because obviously I'm throwing good after bad. I'm really good. I've worked really hard. It's not happening. The people in this business generally suck. Um, so no, I'm not going to throw, I, I now feel like I have completed whatever mission I was on. I have done the best I can. I'm proud of what I've done. The business is not going to reward me with the career and I'm no longer going to give them my time or effort. Um, they can continue to turn the business into a pile of shit, into a, you know, 50% virtue signaling applause bullshit, 49% angry reactionary douchebags who keep playing to the, to the, to the disillusioned bigoted right. And 1% of, of hardware of, of talented people rising to the top. And, and that's the, that's what you'll get. That's like, that's, that's it. Um, a, 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 an entertainment industry that is, that is, that is, you know, sinking, sinking like a fucking ship, but shut the fuck up cookie. God damn it. Anyway, um, watching this was very difficult. I wasn't watching it. I was just listening to it, but it was very difficult because it was really bringing out the fact that I had done what felt like the impossible. I had canceled one of my shows because I couldn't sell out two shows in my hometown in a small theater. That hurt. I toured the country doing shows in front of poorly attended audiences. I appreciate the people who showed up, but the audiences were very lightly attended and it made it just difficult taking, you know, long trips for few people, not making real money, but saying it's all going towards the special. That's it. The, the, I was able to keep my eye on the prize and then I fucking, do, I do, I, like I'm listening to this thing going, my God, this is, this is greatness. And not just me, the crowd was like on fire. It was everything was, it all lined up. And I found out two and a half months later, not two days later, two and a half months later, which was enough time where I could not line up a replacement show right after my long tour throughout the country when I would have been arguably even sharper. So that would have been a silver lining of like, well, I hate the fact that this happened, but since you told me in late October, guess what? I've lined up the triad theater again for late February when I will be arguably at my sharpest ever. So at least I know I will replicate that if not do better. But no, I found out when it was too late for that. So now I'm doing May 14th. So I'm transcribing and adding stuff and trying to make this the an even better set sent out my newsletter this week um to my you know 1300 people or so who 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 signed up for it and i haven't sold a ticket an additional ticket this week so i'm still and this is at this point i'm just lamenting I, this isn't a guilt trip you've you've made your decision listeners fans it's okay some of you may have come to the first one you're not coming to the second one i get it you owe me nothing more but in the aggregate, um, I'm under 50%. At this point, just to put, give you raw numbers, who cares? You guys are my loyal fans, right? Sort of, maybe, a little bit. But in raw numbers, um, with, with, with four weeks to go on the first taping, I had sold, I believe, over 80 tickets. And the show sold out with like two and a half weeks to go. That was 115 tickets. For the next taping, for this taping, I'm only selling 90 tickets to allow for more space for the cameras so we don't have the exact same thing happen on the first one where a sold-out show somehow becomes a problem technically because you're cramming cameras into small areas that are 
around audience people. Okay. So we're only selling 90 tickets. I've sold 37 tickets with, with four weeks to go, which is, um, you know, the, the irony here is, is that if I do go and have equal or better a set, if the audience is so small, that will become the next problem. Oh, we can't sell this. They're going to wonder why the audience was so empty. The energy was off. And I'm calling my shot right now. That's probably what will happen. I don't know that that'll happen, but let's be honest, that's probably what will happen. And then I don't know what, like, then I'm going to have to just, you know, check myself into a mental hospital for a week to make sure I don't hurt others, not myself, but others. Um, so that's where it stands right now. Um, it feels like I won't sell out 90 seats in my hometown in the biggest media market in, in the country, uh, two years removed from being a viral sensation and building up everything I could. So... That's why yesterday, and it turns out today, is, 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 are not great days. But I was really um, in a deep, deep funk. Dizzy, wondering about my health, uh, despondent about actually having evidence that I, I delivered the greatest show of my life, and that is, that is moot. Um, so that's, that's, that, was, that was rough. Um, so hold on for one second. Just keep it down a little bit if you don't mind. Thank you. Um, and then today, I felt better. I woke up and I felt better. I feel like I had purged all my despair out of my system. Um, and so I felt better. And I maybe this is maybe I have some sort of manic depression sort of issue, but I I had decided, I thought to myself, you know what would be good? Because I look around my neighborhood, which is a growing town, uh, sort of exponential residential growth in my town of Bloomfield, New Jersey. And it's, I live near a college. I live near a, a large high school. Um, and there's just new buildings going up all over the place, uh, partly because that's just the direction the neighborhood was going in. But I think COVID also made towns, you know, a direct 30-minute train from midtown Manhattan a desirable place. Yeah, like my apartment would be 6000 a month in Manhattan. It's 3000 where I am. Uh, and I thought, you know, it'd be fun taking some of my money and opening an insomnia cookies. Uh, because, and this is something I've been thinking about for like a year. Because I was like, this is the perfect area for it. I mean, just in so many ways. And there's nothing even close. And... And I remember researching like a year ago and being like getting like reading all the franchise information, like how much it costs, license, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I'm going to email them. So I go to the website and I emailed them this morning. And as it turns out, they were bought, I think, by Krispy Kreme relatively recently. I don't know if that's in the last year or three years or whatever. But the information that I had seen was obviously old because now they do know everything's corporate. Everything's done from corporate and like, you know, obviously tons of metrics and analysis goes into selecting locations and I was just like wow I had this brief moment where I was like that's something I would take a risk on something totally outside my comfort zone I would obviously do the research and talk to people and not make it do anything willy-nilly but that was something I was like yeah that'd be I, I don't know that'd be kind of interesting um and maybe worth using you know taking some of this comedy money and putting into something that has nothing to do with comedy whatsoever but as it turns out no so I immediately felt like a failure again. I was like, oh, there. Well, I had a pipe dream that unfortunately only lasted about 35 minutes. Uh, but then the Utah Jazz won their first playoff game today. And 
Just like the Utah Jazz ironically delivered me my first Trump Twitter video, March 11th, 2020. Not not the one that blew up, but the one that would lead to the one that blew up. Uh, the Jazz picked up my mood again. So we are about to have turkey tacos in 15 minutes. Me, the nephew, and the righteous girlfriend, and we're going to watch a movie. But uh, I don't know that I have much today. This week, unfortunately, I didn't watch a ton of stuff. I didn't. I didn't read a ton because of the of the the dizziness and the headaches so thank you glasses um but next week should be a better episode but uh you know what it's easter weekend there's no need to belabor and give some people uh, all these long long things but um as much as i want to be positive i just don't want to be depressing to you guys but i think you know i get a feeling from the people i'm working with on this that that this is in a career of near misses and some successes, but never blame. I'm starting to feel like the partnership I made to make this special that I was so understandably desperate to make this blow up by any, I, I, by any means necessary. Like I just, I believed in the material I wanted to before my star fades I wanted a big splash with something that had nothing to do with Trump. And I did it. And I agreed. I, I agreed to work with people that I didn't really want to work with because I thought if I was doing just an album by myself, I can hire a publicist and I can do it myself. And I've had great success with that. Not life-changing success, but, but real money, really good money. And I keep all of it. But I agreed to partner and split it 50-50 with a label because I thought, but I'm doing a special and this is not the time you know, my, my problem is sometimes ego, I guess. And I said, this is not the time for ego. This is the time to put your ego aside. And if somebody can help you, if somebody has connections or clout or a name or anything that they can help you with, this is the time because there is no tomorrow for this comedy career. You know, we've gone, I've gone through all the issues between social media algorithms, the quality that, that, that the sort of uninterested fans that I sort of collected in the aggregate, not you guys, but obviously, you know, when you collect hundreds of thousands of fans and dozens buy tickets to your shows nationwide, like you're obviously not connecting the way you, you kind of need to, you haven't made a connection with the kind of fans that will propel a comedy career. You've connected with fans who will watch your Twitter videos and that has value, but clearly not as much as I need. And I made a, you know, to quote Joe Bluth, I, I, I made a big mistake, Michael. I just, I went against my own counsel because I thought it was the right, it was like the, I'm checking my ego for the greater good. And the greater good is getting this special made and getting it seen by, if, if I can reach more people, make more, if this can be the thing, then it's worth partnering with whoever. And I think it was a colossal, colossal mistake. And it, it feels like I made it all this way on my own and became so desperate because I saw a business that I can't survive in. I see a business that favors TikTok and lip sync and mediocre, angry white people and mediocre, socially conscious people of color. And yes, this is, I'm speaking in generalities. So don't spare me your, um, you know, examples that, buck that trend because there are there I've spoken of people that have bucked that trend that are talented that I appreciate um but in the aggregate that's that the, the I am I am trying to thread some sort of needle 
that 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 space doesn't really seem to exist anymore. Yes, I'm a a talented, outspoken comedian with a with a big fan base, but no manager, and I don't play games, I don't play politics, and I don't seem to strike any needed demo right now. I don't look the part, or I don't feel the part to people. So I took this as an opportunity to say, and Cookie is really annoying me. I'm sorry, but I took the opportunity to say, this is it. This is the this is the this is the moments are fleeting. The moment there will be fewer and fewer moments. Lock her up. Lock her up in the bedroom, please. God damn it. Anywho, hi guys. Um, the point is, I I the writing was on the wall, and I couldn't believe it at first. I was sort of baffled. But one of the things that comedy has taught me is how to quickly accept reality that I don't like quicker than I would and the reality was this special felt like I had been put in a position where because my social media algorithm was failing me the industry had ignored me my fans were not coming out I've been dra- like <laughs> performing miracles and and any if you know if you listen to making podcasts great again performing miracles there and I'm not talking about my own career but I could see that this was it. This was this felt like a last at bat for what I want to accomplish, which is to have a life and to have a career in comedy. Because those two things, um, I'm not prepared to spend another decade of my life eating shitty foods, worrying about bills, when I am already I have already arrived. Whether I'm being ignored or not, I arrived. I did everything on the checklist to be successful in comedy and then some. And I could just see, I said, I'm, I'm going to make a deal with, in this special against every ounce of pride and judgment I have because I said, this has to be, this is the time. This is the, all chips in on this thing because there won't be another opportunity like this because I'm not going to stick around for another opportunity like this because um, I don't have another 10 years to just go, well, I'll just, you know, show up to college reunions and have my family wondering what the fuck I'm doing and where I'm going, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, up and down and it's tough and it's, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I'm uh, a little depressed and I'm eating like shit and, you know, sometimes I have gigs and some months I have nothing and I'm doing part-time legal work and, you know, hopefully that doesn't dry up because I'm really fucked. I couldn't do it. I had to make, I, I made my big move on this special and it worked until they fucked it up. And I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait to finish this special. But now I'm still stressed about if I'm going to sell tickets. And it seems, I, I, I'm not selling tickets. Okay, the point is, now I have to worry, will I at least have enough people where the special is sellable? Because, my God, if, 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 if I deliver another thing and they say, well, the energy wasn't there, I, I don't, I just, I'll have to throw my computer and my phone in, in, the, in, in a river and forget I ever did comedy, if that happens. Um, so yeah, this isn't cheery, but this is where this is this is the end. This is uh, is that door song? This is the end. But this is this is you're witnessing the end of a comedy career that that never fully got got a chance, I guess. Um, and I'm not gonna like if shit hasn't changed by July. That's it. So. I guess get tickets to see the end of my career is what I'm saying. 
and this is, I'm not even saying this to be weepy. Maybe some of you are like, oh, this is too bad, but you don't, you don't fucking get it. And I'm talking to every, comedians that I know don't get it. Fans certainly don't get it. Um, but what I've done is way harder than making it. I've made it without making it. <laughs> like I've done everything except make it. I got more press coverage, more gigs, more money than people who have made it. And yet I haven't made it. Like I can't quit my day job because I see my career dying in front of me. And so come watch it die with me or don't. Most of you probably won't and that's okay. So yeah, this is a horrible episode. Hopefully I can cheer up. My birthday's in a week. So how about that? Um, maybe that's also playing into this, but JL Max Press Prime, you know, it's funny stuff. I've already looked at it. I'm filming the stuff. Join, don't join. If it goes well, great. And if it doesn't, it can end with, with the rest of my career in July. So yeah, that's good thing I didn't do the episode yesterday, right guys? Because yesterday was really depressing, but holy Saturday, a real pick me up. So happy Easter, everybody. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, this isn't a way to spend a life. That's, that's all I know. This isn't me saying I'm going to end my life. This is saying I need to live my life differently. So thanks. If you do listen, most of my fans don't. So I appreciate you guys listening, but that's yeah. Fuck it. How's that for Passover and Easter podcast? My career is over. So I think that's good. Now I'm going to go watch a movie uh, with the righteous girlfriend and my nephew and pretend like I didn't just have a therapy session in here. So be good, everybody be healthy, do something, do something good with your lives. Don't, uh, don't let your friends become stand up comedians. All right. See you next Tuesday. Yeah.